Hi, hello dear. Welcome to the Hub Podcast. Uh, this is the Hub Podcast brought to you by Crash Hub, a 15 to 30 minute storytelling podcast that explores the tech happenings with tech individuals and gives clarity to certain pertinent questions in and around um, Nigeria, but where our key focus is northern Nigeria, and we are taking this to the world. So today I have with me someone who is very delightful. Uh, she is a one-time entrepreneur. I, I call her one-time entrepreneur because she started a very wonderful business that made some of us rush it but now i don't know what is happening should i cry should i not cry but okay let me let me let it slide because we're not going to discuss that today she is um an expert in cybersecurity, and we're going to be talking about the importance of the role of cybersecurity in today's society. She is a very phenomenal lady. She is none other. I call her the woman leader. So she's none other than the woman leader, Ruth Key. So you're welcome to the Hub Podcast. Okay. So um, I w- I, I want to really I want to really ask this question. I, it's, it's been bugging me for a minute. I, I really want to know why did you go into cyber security purchase your tracks today okay um well i i started my journey into cyber security two years ago and the major reason was because i i became a victim of cyber attack in 2020 during the heat of the covid yeah someone hacked my google account and then the person because my social media handles were linked to that particular google account the person had access to my facebook my instagram and my twitter account so because of that i tried all i could and i I was very ignorant then so to say I, i tried all the means i could to get back that particular account but all my effort wasn't yielding any positive results so after the whole experience like i i was broken because there were applications i was waiting for feedback and a lot of things that was actually linked to that particular google account but because someone had access to it and i'm sure the person was using it because whenever i try recovering the person will be pressing not ready to recover and all of that And the person changed all the recovery details to an email i don't know a phone number i can't access so it was after that experience that i decided to learn more about how the cyberspace works and how best i can stay safe and help others stay safe too so that so, was actually what inspired my journey into cybersecurity. So you you do not believe it was village people? No, 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 no. It was <laughs> okay. someone that had technical experience because okay. I discovered that person was really skilled because uh, when I, I started my journey and I learned a bit about how the cyberspace worked, I discovered the person that hacked my account was an expert. So mm. it's not it has nothing to do with the village people. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um now in in the north uh, like in the north we've we've always seen people um uh, complain about cyber attacks whereby yeah. some of them lose um valuable documents, some of them lose money, some of them yeah. lose um details uh, that has been kept on the cyber on the cloud for so long yeah. so uh, 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 and there's always this sensitization that goes on 
Okay. But still, people still fall gullible. Uh, are there reasons as to that why they fall gullible? Despite all the sensitization, despite all the warnings. Take for instance, at the ATM, you are at the bank. They get to tell you, do not share your pin with anybody. Do not share your BVN. But still, people fall prey. Is it because of how gullible they are, or they are not fully educated on that? Well, there, there's actually a method of cyber attack we call social engineering. Okay. Even people who are well known, I know people who have so much experience, even in the tech world, that become victimized by such attack because uh, cyber attackers make use of social engineering methods, and such a social engineering method made you believe they are offering you what you do not have. So I don't see that as lack of uh, knowledge or uh, those people who fall prey are ignorant to some large extent. But the method used by social engineering attackers made their victims believe that they are trying to offer them help. And that, that's why a lot of people fall prey to such method of attacks. But uh, before that, there is so much sensitization ongoing on the space at the moment and I'm sure that people who are willing to learn how the cyberspace works and also learn the tactics of cyber attackers will likely fall prey compared to when there was little or less sensitization on the method used by cyber attackers. Okay, so um, you, you mentioned something here. Before I go to my next question, you mentioned something in regards to the tactics or the techniques of cyber attack. Yeah. Are, are there like very common ones that keep reoccurring always that, that, that people need, out there need to really know? Yes. Yes, like um, the social engineering method that I mentioned earlier is, is one that when you, you're expecting that people should have understanding that these things are coming from cyber attackers you discover people keep falling prey so this social engineering method um is is the commonly used one okay for instance people who fall prey to dishing out confidential information regarding their financial details are people that fall prey to uh social engineering method so social engineering method basically is actually that method employed by cyber attackers by using the psychology of their victims Mm. they 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 actually use psychology on you and then make you feel as if this is a challenge you are having and this is the solution Okay. And because they understand that people are so emotional, yeah. Once you see someone telling you that your your bank account will be closed in five minutes if you don't send a particular code that will be sent to your phone, and because you you are an emotional being, you will be like, no, I wouldn't want them to close down my bank account. So these are some of the commonly used method. Okay. So uh, recently there was um report that, that i came across there was this report i came across about a nine-year-old you know how scammers used a nine-year-old who was battling yeah, cancer yeah i saw, I saw that, I saw that and, and you know you're speaking about emotional things but i yes. never really gave attention to it because okay. from the first um start from the onset it felt mm. so creepy and fishy yeah so do people people need to understand how these things work so that not to let one a good person really need their help pass them by because that thing now has is going to leave a a mark in the lives of so many nigerians they're going to hate it 
and all they're going to hate helping people so how how could you address something like that okay so uh i think i've i've seen that a couple of times on facebook it's one paid advert that whenever you you're opening your timeline you discover that that particular advert yeah popped up and because of how emotional it is you'll be like let me just watch this to the end but i think uh, the second time i was seeing that on facebook i told myself i said this doesn't just look real there might be some attackers behind this but this this lady actually looked as if she's really sick it's very difficult for you to determine the genuineness of uh, method used like that particular one but what people need to know is if you want to assist someone who uses such a popular means of getting support you need to ask critical questions i discovered that uh, i later read that some people who actually used their dollar account to support at the end of the day the accounts were wiped and all of that so anything that has to do with you using your confidential data in order to support, I think it's something you should question before you go further in making whatever form of support you want to give. Okay. Especially if the method is as such, that particular kind of method. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask this question. Do, do we have um, computer emergency response teams in Nigeria to tackle cybersecurity? Yes. There are? Yes, today. yes, there are. Um, there's, there's this association, Nigerian Association of Cybersecurity Experts. They have a department that has been working tirelessly uh, recently to be sure that uh, such emergency responses are made prompt. And then it, it's actually been working, though it's not a government kind of association okay but because of their experience and they know how far victims of cyber crime ha- has been um, affected so it's just their own way of responding to issues that has to do with a cyber crime in order to reduce the impact on the victims so so far i think that that actually the only emergency response team i know and it's just an aspect of the are, are, are they are they in jaws not in jaws of course how many centers are there in jaws that we could easily reach out to people because every day you get to go on facebook you get to see one friend of yours or another having a um, foreign look and then you get to go through the account you get to see that he or she has been hacked Hacked, so i was going to ask if they are this agent if this agency is actually in just city or just no 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 we we don't have a branch in just city that's because we i don't think we have we have cyber security expert in jobs i've not heard of any yet but we have people that help people recover facebook accounts yes (laughs) they they are not cyber security experts okay They are not cyber security experts oh. because uh, to become an expert, you you should have some level of certification, mm. and then cyber security is a certificate-driven course, certificate-driven profession. So you you can't just wake up recovering people's hacked accounts and then you assume you have all it takes to practice as a cyber security expert. Okay, so you spoke on a little on this but you there you, we still need a little bit more insight into it how um 
how much awareness is there on cybersecurity in the north now where we reside in northern Nigeria, especially on the plateau? How much of this cybersecurity awareness is being created? Uh, what, what I always tell people is uh, everyone is responsible for he or she uh, cyber safety and then you don't wait for someone to to tell you to stay safe online because cyber attackers keep developing uh, means to see that they have access to your confidential data. So it is your responsibility as a user of an online space to be sure that you you find a way of staying safe on that space you find comfortable. So I, I can't categorically say that there is so number, much... On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the number that we could just use to label it? Huh. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've seen a couple of people do cybersecurity awareness on Facebook and other social media. But most of those people, I can't, I can't directly say that they are from the north or just city. So we, have, we, st- we, we are still far behind when it comes to cybersecurity awareness. And I, I can't say <laughs> in a ratio of 1 to 10. I, I can't really say because you, you could barely see people talk about the online safety anywhere. Mm. So we are still far behind. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you this um, two-in-one question again in regards to the North. Now, it's how mm. severe are cyber threats and attacks in Nigeria? And then how strong is the cyber security in the North? Now, citing mm. the example with what recently happened that we covered at Plashema, yeah. Plashema and we reached out to you for your opinion. So how severe are these attacks, you know, in, in the North? And how strong is the security network in this state? and in other northern states as well. Okay, so um, there there has been a lot of cyber attacks, peculiarly uh, to the north, but you don't even get to hear about them. So they are swept under the carpet? Yes, you don't don't even get to hear about them. I I know of agencies in in Kogi. There's a government agency in Kogi I've heard about. I am not so sure about this report that uh, confidential data of people in that particular agency were also leaked and no one talks about it. The people whose confidential data were exposed on the internet doesn't even know that they have the right to question such government agents. So that means they also have the right to sue? Of course they can because it is important for you to ask about the safety of your data before you give it out to any any either agency an individual or whatever as far as it is your personal data you need okay. to be sure that such data will be secured in the hands of whosoever you are submitting such data to so there has been a lot of uh, cyber attacks there has been a lot of cyber breaches but you don't even get to hear about them and why you don't even get to hear about them is because there is a very poor accountability uh, process when it has to do with getting to understand whether you you have a responsibility to secure this data or not. And when you talk about the strength of uh, the cyber security in the North, I would say that uh, we we are still trying to evolve. Mm. Yes, I I, I won't say that we are there yet, but 
what I have been trying to do as a person is to to develop a platform where we can actually educate people. We can actually educate organizations and groups on how best they can educate their their workers, their staffs, and the general public on how to apply best cybersecurity practices. So that's that's how far i think we have gone but apart from that i've not actually seen any other means where people are hold accountable for confidential data that are being given to them to keep custody of okay now um during the 2015 election you know during the 2015 elections uh, especially the presidential elections uh INEC had um was Heineck was uh, reportedly hacked. Now, and a lot of things were lost in the process, uh, especially critical information of several governments by our house. So now, and we have seen the um, promises given by governments, you know, that this thing is secure, it is safe, nothing is going to happen. And now we are, we are about delving into e-voting. Don't yeah. you think that e-voting, uh, e number one, is a charade two the, do, do you feel that e-voting is not necessary at the moment until the yeah, cyber security structures are put in place and three um how advisable would you would you would you tell the government not to venture into such a thing so as to avoid a reoccurrence of what happened in 2015. okay so i i think for the government to to start uh, making plans for e-voting, they must have considered the risk attached to e-voting. Okay. Yes. So may maybe we, sh we should get to know whether they, they've contacted cyber security expert who has actually assured them of the safety of the processes first before making such decisions. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't think it's even advisable for the government to start thinking of using the internet for voting okay. if there is no proper if there is no proper cyber security structure in place so what i do not know now is whether a cyber security expert has been involved in the processes or not mm. so i i can't advise whether it is doable or not because i really do not have an idea what has been put in place okay so uh, now i i want to ask this question for the security cyber security of a nation uh you know they always say change begins with you yeah. change begins with me and everything so for the cyber security of a nation who is meant to be held more accountable is it the state uh, or its people okay um First, the state, because the state built the structure okay. that gives the people the, the right to act and also implement. So if the states have those structures in place, it's easier for people to abide by what has been set in place. Okay. So if there's if there's a cybersecurity law, if there if there is a punishment attached to a cyber breach, people will adhere to such provision. So the state has a responsibility. The people also have a responsibility. Okay. Now, is it is it possible that we could influence uh, or we could add up and data analysis, uh, analytics, artificial intelligence, machine language, and uh, all the technical skills to build a strong 
cybersecurity network. Is it possible that we yeah. do all this? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is because um, what people don't understand is that um, cybersecurity is broad and there are over six to seven different aspects of cybersecurity. Okay. There are people who so someone asked me recently that do you need the knowledge of coding to be an expert in cybersecurity? And yeah. I told him no because there is an aspect of cybersecurity that you would need the knowledge of coding. There are other aspects of cybersecurity that you don't even need to understand any form of um, coding. coding before you become an expert in that field. Okay. So when you talk about integrating uh, AI, machine learning and other things to build a very strong cybersecurity network, it's doable because it will even add value to what we currently have in the cyberspace. Mm. Okay, so before we call this a wrap, any parting words for those who are listening out there uh, to protect themselves and their family members, their loved ones? okay so um research has actually shown that about 95 percent of cyber attacks or uh, cyber attacks is is mostly successful because of human error okay this is because you as an individual have a role to play Uh, there's there's this uh, funny quote we talked about in this space that it's very much easier to to hack a machine than to hack humans. Wow. So that that's to tell you that behind every machine is a human. Behind every human, there isn't a machine. Mm. So you need to understand that your safety online is your responsibility. And what cyber attackers have turned into doing now is to make sure that they they they, they convince you to to, to believe that they want to offer you what you don't have and it is because they know that it is easier to get confidential data from you as a person because th- those data are your data than to get it from where you have actually uh, stored it online so if they are able to access your online if they are able to access your your online presence for instance if they have passwords to your online account it's easier for them to have such data from you than to even go online and access them okay so your cyber safety is your responsibility okay thank you, you very have much to be wise even as you live on the cyberspace thank you very much um you've heard it here your cyber security is your responsibility your cyber safety is your responsibility and she said something that is a take home from all of us she said um it's easier to hack a machine and uh, than it is easier to hack a human so until we come your way again next time remember that uh, you are human and you it is your responsibility to stay safe and keep sharing deep hop podcast with friends and family and remember that this podcast is for tech bros and non-tech bros alike and we don't all have to code but you still know the code until we come here again next time thank you very much to everyone who has been listening who listened to the previous episodes that featured um, a great array of persons and i want to say a big thank you to miss roots key the aka 
cyber girl if i'm not mistaken aka the cyber girl and you you could do well to follow her up on all social media uh, account at rootkey she she is actually dishing out this information firsthand i recently saw a video she did uh in regards to cyber security so until we come here again next time stay blessed stay out of trouble bye for now thank you for listening to the hub podcast do well to follow us on all social media handles at crest hub Remember to visit our website at www.cresthub.com and would you love to write to the host? Send an email to newell.cresthub at gmail.com.